1: Welcome to the Crick Index Ashes podcast. I'm your host, Amit Coley, and join me today to review the third test are Dan Rhodes, Dan Kennett, and Samir Korsla. Gentlemen, England go 2-1 up in this most unpredictable Ashes series. Brilliance from Jimmy with the ball, an emphatic return to test cricket for Stephen Finn, and back-to-back 50s for Ian Bell. Dan Rhodes, let's come to you first. It couldn't have gone any better for England, could it, with the Australian demolition complete in two and a half days. Shall we get the open-top bus ready, tanked up, and the MBB, MBEs prepared? Would M- you reckon? M- B- no, absolutely not. I think
2: they've all got MBEs anyway. from <laughs> <I thought laughs> no, three of them from the last one. But yeah, um, yeah, it was amazing. And unfortunately, I missed the first day, which was the best one, as far as I'm concerned. It was the one that set up the victory, and the one with Anderson's performance. Um, Ian Bell gained crucial runs, and then the next day just cemented and the the crucial partnership between Ali and Broad that probably was the match winner, as well as Finn's bowling in the second inning. So yeah, it all went well apart from the Anderson injury, which is a nightmare considering he averages about 19 with about 20-odd wickets at
1: Trent Bridge. Yeah, phenomenal record at Trent Bridge. Um, Samir, let's just bring you in initial thoughts about the the, the, the test match. Um,
3: I think uh, hats off obviously to to England, but no way will anyone be resting on their laurels. Um, there's still two test matches to go and, uh, you know, they, they have the momentum now to take into, into the Trent Bridge. Um, Edgbaston shouldn't have been a, a two-and-a-half-day test, but somehow it, it conceived to be a two-and-a-half-day test. Um, credit to the groundsmen for creating uh, a, a wicket that, that supported English um, English bowlers, uh, and, you know, it didn't really suit the, the Australian batsman. Um, my, my thoughts are that we just refocus right now um, and, and crack on. Uh, with big blow with, with Jimmy, um, bowling the way he has been, um, taking a knock and, and missing the next test. Um, but, you know, this is the time to look at the backup options and for someone to make a name for himself.
1: Yeah, Dan Kennedy, let's bring you in. It's the first time we've seen a traditional English pitch, and guess what? The England seam bowlers come. Yeah, and about in bloody time, <laughs> <laughs>
4: about bloody time. Yeah, um, the, the thing is, it's not like it, it, you in the county championships, right? You, you'll get a hundred pitches like that in a season with, for first-class matches across the season. It, it, then people making out like this is an unusual environment. It's not. It's just what it's just what happens in English in England. It, it, the, the ball wobbles a bit in the air and it nibbles off the seam. And I'll tell you what, right? England bowled quite well overall. They both quite, I don't think we batted that well. I think we batted okay. Um, but Australia lost this match. England, did, England didn't really have to win it that much. Australia abs- were absolutely pitiful from across the board, batting, bowling, fielding. And um, they, they absolutely lost this match. I, I've never seen, you know, people like, Alan board steve waugh david Boone, mark taylor they came to england and they could play they they knew how to play the moving ball the seaming ball but the these guys i, I don't know what planet they they're on they, they, it was just it was it was sh- shameful really for, for the for the great history of australian test batters that, that was just an absolute shameful performance
2: it's quite a common thing as well for the last few years, I think. Australians have struggled when it's moved off the scene, especially. You know.
4: Yeah, it, it, I mean, they don't get it, obviously, in their own their own country. But the, the, the players in the past used to be able to adapt and, 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 and go around the world and back to, to the conditions that you encounter around the world. There's no use playing like it's bloody... Perth or the Gabba and you know it doesn't move off a, off a length and you just hit through the line of a ball and smash every ball for four you, you, you're not going to get that you've got to adapt to the conditions otherwise you're just an idiot <laughs> that's what test match cricket's all about isn't it absolutely you've got to go to different parts of the world and play in their conditions and win and, and this Aussie team were not and to be honest they didn't bowl that well either they didn't bowl to the conditions particularly well either they, they were they were too short um, um, and they didn't just they, they just need to pitch the ball consistently on a length, fourth stump, and there'll be enough in the pitch for one ball every over just to nip or, or wobble and, and, and cause some problems. Right, don't get me wrong, right? it's not. It wasn't easy to score runs on that pitch, but it wasn't a 130 all-out pitch. If you batted well, you could probably get to 300 in your first innings, 300, 300 to 350 tops, you know? But, yeah, it was it was pretty shameful what they dished up.
1: Yeah, Samir, what do you think about the Aussie bowling? It was a bit scattergun, wasn't it? It was really,
3: really disappointed with Mitchell Stark. Um, You know, as much as Johnson's trying from one end, it seems to be that that Stark's letting him down the other end. Um, I I can't really put my finger on it. Um, Dan's right. They were at times just bowling it a touch short. Um, You know, and if you want to get that that nibble off the seam, pitch it up a little bit further. You know, let let the England players play a stroke. Out, out, like, like you said on the on the fourth stump and, and and get an edge, but it seemed that they had a, the strategy of you know not quite body line, but just pitch it pitch it short and you know let's hope that they go for a hook or play across the line and and and, and they'll get caught behind. Um, our, our Hazelwood, you know he he's not uh, senior enough to to step up to be that that sort of a strike bowler if you like, and he, he's there um, as as very able support, but he, he he's able to support if, if Stark and MJ are are firing on all cylinders, and unfortunately, I think I think Stark needs to have a good look and, and, well, and, and, and think about um, his lines.
4: The what the weird thing there is, Stark's played a lot of county cricket for York. He has, so he, he, he knows these conditions. Yeah, he should know them. He shouldn't. He, he should know, know what's conditions.
3: required. Yeah. Do, do do you think Dan that he's still sort of, sort of bracketed himself as a one day bowler because he's had so much success? You know, even in T20s, had ridiculous success. Um, both with Yorkshire and with um, uh, his, his um, franchises. I,
2: I, Is, um, we said, we said before the start of the tournament, that it's before the start of the Ashes, that he hadn't got the best test record. Mm. You know, even before he came into it, maybe he's just not suited to... Maybe he's more um, trying to... Like a one-day, you've got to mix it up a lot, whereas in test cricket, it's the opposite. Look,
4: and he, I doesn't, he, doesn't... he hasn't got the control. That's what I Is think. He, has, has he ever out? Has he ever come out and said he actually just prefers bowling with a white ball? I don't know, but it might be true.
3: It's a bit controversial for an Australian to say that, wouldn't it? Though, but you're probably not far off the truth. Yeah,
4: I I, yeah, Do think, I, mean, can, I like can, him. I like Stark. I think he's got a lot. Of, I think he's got all the tools required. But he's, he's, yeah, like you said, he's just erratic. And, and but the thing is, I think it was the coaching. The coaches should have told them pitch it up, pitch it up. You know, you're too short. All three of you are too short. Um, sure. You know, you need another. You know, another, you know, a, a meter or two up the pitch. If the pace isn't there in the pitch, that
3: you've got to adjust your length. The, and you know it's it, it's not as Australian type wicket. You, they've got to adjust the, the length, and no one seems to want to do that. So
4: um, I I honestly think that um you could have put you know because if if you got a pitch like that, Jimmy Anderson's always going to bowl well on it. Stuart Broad is always going to bowl well. You could have putty dropped in five or six. I wouldn't say journeyman, slightly better than journeyman English seamers. You know, like Graham Onions
5: right?
4: hmm. or uh, Chris Wokes. Or you know, back in the day, Chris Tremlett, and you know, and these guys would have also done well on that wicket because they're used to bowling in these conditions, and they would probably they, they, those any of those bowlers I named could have easily had fifers on that on that surface as well. And it was a good thing that you know that Finn, you know, hats off to Finn because he he bowled with real pace as well. Um, but um, you know, it, it, this is what we're used to, and they just bowled it what they you know they, like they do in a county season, and um, it, the Aussies just weren't up to the job at all.
1: How much do you think that um, the with the unexpected exclusion of Ryan Harris? Do you reckon that destabilised the bowling unit because he was the one that brings that element of he's control? He's the seamer.
4: He was the seamer that, in yeah. that attack. Yeah. He was the only he one. Was, yeah, yeah who, the, he's the only one in that Aussie attack who was um, he was fantastic in the last Ashes uh, in this country. Siddle, Siddle would have been great on that pitch. Yeah, yeah. They don't seem to seem to want to he's, pick him.
3: To- I, f- I think he's knocking on the door now. They need to, they need that variation. They've got to, MJ and Stark, two left armers. They've got to change it up. Yeah,
4: you, you've got to say that. The, I think they the, look for. Trent Bridge is going to be exactly the same as that. The Oval might be flat, you know, because the Oval's quite more yeah. like flat and quick, more likely. But Trent Bridge is going to be exactly the same.
3: I agree, definitely.
1: It'll swing about as well.
4: And it will hoop, yeah, yeah. Hoop around corners at because yeah, of the river.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, we've come to the Aussie bowling um, quicker than I was expecting, but we may as well carry on. Do you think that they'll make some changes now? Do you reckon Siddle will come in? Uh, Rose, what do you think? No, I think they'll probably keep it. I think they'll back the bowling attack.
2: Um, I think it's the batting. Maybe the all-rounder. Maybe Vorgias. Um I think that's what will change. Maybe drop Clark, down five. But I can't see them changing. Stark, I think they think he's top-notch, world-class material and will come through and, and has taken amazing wicket-taking deliveries, you know, getting root out so can do it, just didn't, doesn't seem to be able to adapt to a longer format.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, you, you mentioned it there so, uh, Dan Kennedy, I was going to uh, ask you as well, do you reckon that's the the, the rumour is that uh, Clark goes down to five uh, they're going to drop Voges and pick Sean Marsh and that in itself mm-hmm. does bolster up the top order, it looks shores it up a bit. <laughs>
4: I have to say I haven't seen enough of Marsh to know whether it's a, a good call or not. But um, I mean, Voges, is that—that's the ground where he's actually played county cricket. So for about three or four years, so it would be a bit mm. odd to drop Voges now. Um, of all the—I mean, I know he is a bit of a journeyman. By and we talked about it on previous podcasts that he's not really the stellar Aussie number five that you'd expect in previous tours. But um, yeah, um, they have to do something about their batting, though. They have to. And Clark Clark can't buy a run. Clark um, Clark's I mean, got to go to fire. Yeah, you, you know, you never, you never. It's just ridiculous. I mean, how, how can a place in the batting lineup cause such a difference in a player's average? It's incredible. If it is, if yeah, it, it, is, it you
2: know, uh, must be mental. Ponton it, it, said it's it, ridiculous, it, didn't they? He said it's it, the way it's it, got to go it, out and bat four as an Aussie yeah. captain, and it, and it doesn't make a difference whether you know the, if he'd have been coming in at five instead of four in these in these test matches, it would have made pretty much zero difference for the amount of wickets sort of so, 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 that have fallen around that middle psychologically, order
3: psychologically. It, it it must have an impact because it, if you look at the statistically, he's it, the average at five it's just just far superior than at four, and uh, you know, and and that that, that goes with along for some other players as well who just just seem to settle in one position and have that. Well, who was he coming in
2: after Pontin? So he had, Hayden Langer Pontin. Then someone else coming in and he's coming in at five and finishing off all the, all the tired bowlers, you know.
4: I don't,
2: yeah. So if he's got the amazing four world class batsmen ahead of him and then he's getting runs at five, you've got to put it in context. When, when has he got the runs at five to get the good average? I just think he's generally, his feet aren't moving. He hasn't got the confidence and he went and got some runs in the, in the game in between, but then came back in. And as soon as it was a better class of bowler, just looked like a, looked like life, looked like a walking are you saying, wicket. Are
3: you, are you saying he's finished, Dan? Is back? I, in I, don't, the, know. I so don't know. I don't know if his head's gone, and <laughs> he thinks <laughs> that, he's going after the it, series. I, I'm you if I, it, I'm I, you say I'm backing you up, Well, I'm, I'm not because I don't time. know. Well, so, well, but i it, it, it back out then, <laughs> and I think that there's be a be well. We don't lose. His he, back can't take it anymore. He was in and out of that India tour at the beginning, the India series in the winter. He only just about made it back for the World Cup. And there was a very good argument to keep Bailey in the side because he's done a fabulous job while he's in that team. And he's come back in. He's not really scored the runs. Smith's breathing down his neck for the captaincy. I can't see him surviving this summer.
4: No, I think this will be his last tour of England, full start. Whether it was his last tour in Aussie, you know, whether it was his last series as captain is a slightly different question, but I don't think he'd survive another Ashes defeat. If there's somebody ready to come in, because he his his record in the Ashes is not great by Australian standards, is it? So yeah. um but I th- I, th- I think it's more like the accumulation of injuries. I mean he had all those hamstring injuries earlier this year, didn't he as well? He had yeah, yeah, yeah
5: and I mean, the back
4: he had, injuries. Yeah and um, well, well hamstrings obviously related to the co- you know probably caused by mm. the back problems. Um yeah. but yeah I mean he can't buy a run. Um so basically you're looking at the top three to get you the big runs and when you've got Smith and, Smith and Warner just giving the wickets away in absolutely idiotic fashion, you know, it's, it's really, really reliant on the, on the Aussie top three to, to to get the the bulk of the runs. Because oh. uh, yeah, Vogue, Vogue is, is saying, OK, it, it would he, he's not in form, but it would be hard to drop him before Trent Bridge. And Marsh just looks like a pure stroke player. I mean, the size of the gate he left for the dismissal in the second innings was just was awful. <laughs> you know. It, the ball didn't even move. It was a straight ball, and he just
1: played.
4: <laughs> it's Loading, ridiculous. Yes. Um, what,
1: what kind of message do you reckon it, sa- it sends out, though, if the Australian captain is moving himself down the order? Do you reckon that... What is that insignificant? I think if he moves down
4: the order and he wins, they win. If he
1: moves down the order
2: and scores 100, and it's going to be the crucial reason, and they've had nothing to do with it unless the guy's above him scored a lot of runs and took the the overs away from the bowlers.
3: It's there was an admission nonsense. from He's due Isn't some it?
2: runs so it's, if he cut just happens to get some in the next test. It's yeah. just yeah it's
4: not it, it's the, not the, related. This, we said this we said this after the first match that the, the, the 5 6 7 uh, Voges had in and uh, Watson wasn't good enough uh, and it was out of form, and it was looking old and past it. For te- um, and I think what you can say now is that it's the four, five, six, seven. Now, Neville's come in and done pretty well with the bat, and he looks like a decent, he looks like a potential Test keeper to me. Um, but they're not getting enough runs from the engine room, full stop. And they've got to get, they've got to figure out a way of getting more runs from that four, five, and six spot.
1: Yes, yeah, Samir, You were going to say that um, uh, Clark uh, mentioned or admitted something that you were saying?
3: Yeah, no, there was an admission that, uh, that in the in the post-match interview that he felt that Australia were playing with ten men, and that he really needs to st- stand up. And he's, uh, I think he's put more pressure on himself with that admission, um, um, and him moving down again to five, as you uh, as you mentioned, he's really sticking his neck out. That yeah, I'm, I'm going down to five and I score runs here because obviously I'm the problem in the team. And if he doesn't, well. If, the, if he doesn't, the, the series will be over by the time he can turn it around, and the last test is going to be too late for him. Um, I, I think he's put himself under a, a lot of pressure with that admission. But uh, I've always been a fan of Clark. I, I do hope he comes good, but probably not in the next test.
1: I, I, I for one, find it very difficult to, you know, when Clark comes in because he's been he's dominated world cricket for such a long time. That when he comes in, I think oh yeah, now, now this is going to be the innings that defines it all. And then he plays the way he does. And then you think, well, maybe he moved heaven and earth to get back into the World Cup team, won the World Cup. And then you think that's a good time to go, isn't it? A home World Cup, you've lifted the trophy. But then it's just too tempting, isn't it, to go to England after winning 5-0 in Australia, win the Ashes, and maybe this is the one Song.
2: And and it's been a while since
1: here. they've won the Ashes here. So that's quite but the temptation a significant him, though,
2: thing, yeah.
1: It's a temptation, isn't it? It uh, would have
3: been it would have been really putting Smith in 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 the fire firing line if 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 Smith had to lead in this in this in this tournament. Um, so Clark was probably just taking it for the team.
4: Yeah, I, I I don't know about Smith as captaincy material. Anyway, to be honest, I mean, yeah, it's just a whole different ball game. But
1: <laughs> he captained well against the Indians in the home yeah. series, didn't he? He did, and he scored runs. He ca- he, he did lead the side very very well. That, but, well, he's, you know, he's the Anyone player. could beat India.
4: <laughs> <So>. At home, <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. They, they can be anybody at home. They are flat track bullies. Like the Indians are flat track bullies in India, so it's a, a similar sort of thing. Um, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, that brings us on to our, our next bit, which is I wanted to talk about Ian Bell because you know on on paper back to back fifties looks good, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say my point, which was that England went from 132 for three to 100. 90 for seven. And in my opinion, as much as it's all free-flowing cricket and Ian Bell's hitting it, you know, more than a runner ball and all that business, there wasn't long to go before the close of play. So You
2: mean, 130, for you mean 132
1: for two? For two? Yeah, yeah. You said for three. It was Sorry, I did say for, three. <laughs> Sorry, just say for three. Sorry, did say for three. So it would have been 132 for two. But the, the, the loss of... But I just feel that because Bell is the senior player, so as much as he's striking the ball sweetly, I don't like his tendency because he likes to do the let's hit the spinner early for a six motion. And he's got out like a few times like that now. I just don't like him doing it because I think he's a better player.
4: It's I think it's just something we're going to have to accept with Bell. I think, he's, I think it's always going to be part of his game. Um, his, his test record is extremely good. It's, 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 it is very, very good. Now, there's all kinds of arguments that, yeah, he, he scored, you know, before the last at-home Ashes series, every single, he hasn't really done it in big games when it matters. And then he did it, and, he, and that was Bell's Ashes, the last series, 2013. Unquestionably, it was Ian Bell's Ashes series. And he, he pretty much was the most important player in that series. But it's like this, he was absolutely out of form before this series started. I think he was averaging 10. He was averaging averaging ten in about six tests, uh, uh, and you know, so he came in with no form to speak of. But he's gone in in front of his home ground, um, and he, he he has performed well in this game. Now, I I, I was actually you know I, I couldn't I went spare when he gave his wicket away on that first evening. Just thought you know the hundred was there, to, you know he should have gone on and dominated the game for the t- and, and set us up for four hundred. Because I said in the last podcast that the English batting is the top order is the problem. Um, and in the last twelve tests against Australia, first innings average score was two hundred and seventy and we got over four hundred once. This time two to eighty. So, you know, the top the, the batting problems aren't solved for England. Now, Bell played well in this match, no question. He, uh, but I just think there's that, that 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 little flicker of things that can happen which which say to people, yeah, he, he's good but he's not great. And it's things like that which which, which people latch on to because he could have if he was a great player, it, I think he would have gone on, got a hundred, and guided the team to four hundred as a four hundred total. And but I think that's I think that's the difference.
1: Samir, so, what are your thoughts? I know you're a big Ian Bell fan, being a Warwickshire fan as well.
3: Well, the most important thing is that he's looking in form. He's not looking intimidated at all by the Australian batsmen, bowlers even, um, he's he, he's taken the game to to the Australians. Um, and he, he hasn't backed off. And, you know, one thing when you know Ian Bell's, when he's really not in form, is you see he does, he goes into a shell mm-hmm. and he'll try to n- nibble it around and just try, try to, you know, get, get off strike and, you know, let, just, just hang around, basically. Um, and let the, let, 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 the other player take, take him to the strike. This was a different inning, Ian Bell. He, he looks, he looks full of confidence. Uh, in that first inning is the way he came out, you know, he, he hit, I think he carved Stark through the arc back to back three balls back to back for four and uh, I, that that really was the, the 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 fall of stark for that in 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 that innings um, because live couldn't get him away um, and cook wasn't really getting him away either uh, but is, uh, his dismissal uh, you know the timing of it is it inexcusable um, but the intent that that Bell had in his mind was well I'm going well here you know I'm it looks like I might run out of partners, albeit he was okay at 132 for two. Perhaps in his mind, he was thinking, well, if I'm going, I can't explain it because like Dan Kay said, you know, there is something up there that just just doesn't stop him from, from just taking on on that spinner. But all the signs are positive for Ian Bell and, you know, and you are going to have to accept that Ian Bell, is, he, he, he will not play the situation. He will just play his game.
1: Rhodes, I'm going to bring you in straight away. at The defence of Ian Bell and this brand of cricket, which I know you favour. <laughs> well, I just just been watching the
2: highlights again from that from his innings, just to see what what how he played and and some of the shots and picked up on a little bit of commentary by Shane Warne, who inf- infamously nicknamed him the Shermanator, <laughs> um, and he said Ian Bell looks his best when he's taking on the bowlers and. For him to say that, I think, says it all. He knows when Ian Bell turns into the shamanator, and that's when he starts listening to the um, to the sledging, uh, starts listening to the comments, starts getting inhibited. He's, he's an extraordinary batsman. He's a batsman that can hit. If you name me a shot, Ian Bell can, can play that shot, and he can play it as good yeah, as anybody
4: else. I agree with that. He's, he's, I, 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 if I, you look, I can't recall an English batter who's had such a wide range of shots as Bell for, you know... For twenty years, it's, it's, it's every shot round the wicket he can play. Can he, Dan?
2: It's, it's incredible, and I'm just just going through the English batsman, and there's only possibly Joe who you could say who could match him for for sele- selection of shots. And I don't know whether that's either caused him a hindrance in the past, knowing that he's got that variety. And if he sees a ball in a particular spot, and it releases, and the time you have to decide this and then play it. I don't know whether that's caused him more problems than, than you know, if you've got that much choice. Whereas it, Cook's got two or three shots. Um, one of them is a leave and he skits all his runs from, from <laughs> one of those shots, but that's pure discipline and application. And the way he does it is incredible, but he doesn't, he hasn't got many choices, has he? He knows where the ball's pitched. If it's pitching there, I can leave it. If it's pitching there, I can play that shot. It Ian Bell, dri- there was a cover
4: drive. It's he just played incredible. In just a, oh. oh, it was a, it was a oh, it was one of the, the greatest cover drives <laughs> you'll see. All. It was like it was Mike, Michael Vaughan at his pomp.
2: It was <laughs> just in oh, the middle of I the think, bat, and then I they think... showed the a hot spot,
1: and it's just like that's the middle of the bat there.
4: <laughs> yeah, I think that was the second scoring shot he played. You know, God, it was such, just a thing of wonder that was.
1: Beautiful. I think the frustration. I think the frustration we all feel is that when Ian Bell's looking so good, you're thinking. Why are we why are we only watching fifty six balls, Ian Bell? We want to watch you for longer, <laughs> so we're like it's harsher true. on him. But that's 50,
2: that, that. Yeah. Well, there was a stat that came out there. he's got more fifties in Ashes fifties than any other English batsman, just just fewer than Alan Border, three fewer than Alan Border or something. And that's yes. and that's an not yeah. Well, yeah. that's an incredible frustrating mm-hmm. stat yeah. because mm-hmm. why have you got that many? It should be saying he's got twelve hundreds, Ashes hundreds, not. 1950, so there's the frustration. But I suppose when you're on 65 or 70 and you're Ian Bell and you see a ball in a certain position, you just think you can hit it, it for
4: four. It, and it that must those, be it. It was one of those things that Gooch used to say, wasn't it? I think. He, 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 basically, when, once you get to 40, you want to make it into 100. You basically think, you're already. if you get in, you get to 40, you're already thinking 100, and then you're thinking big 100. That's
2: what Cook, you know. and, that's what Cook and Root think.
4: Yeah, well, maybe not Root yet. We, 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 you might You might get yeah. that. But um, but definitely cook. And yeah, but yeah, in. and maybe maybe that's where you gets it from from Gucci, you know. So, you but Bell doesn't. I don't think Bell's got that way of thinking.
1: But this is it the isn't. thing, you see. that, that I mean, you know that Ian Bell's got all the talent in the world. But if you think of it as, I mean, who was one of the best in recent times, Brian Lara, and you knew that other players would get to 100 and think job done. Brian Lara would be eyeing at 150. As soon as he got to 150, he's already eyed up 200, and that was the difference, you see.
4: Yeah, uh, and um, Ian
1: uh, Bell Lara we well, no, no, very no, few players uh, can. Another one, shoulders.
4: Sangakara as well, Kuma Sangakara. Mm-hmm. The amount of double hundreds he gets, he just go and it's incredible. He's, he's, his, his appetite for runs is incredible. And I, I don't think Bell's got that voracious appetite for runs in that respect. Agreed. Agreed with that. Uh, my,
1: that that's, my, that's, that's, to go on from the Ian Bell thing, Samira, I was going to ask you that, if if you see when they got to 190 for seven, England. Now then you got the Ali and Broad partnership, and then in the context of the game, you're thinking, well, that happened to be crucial to get England to a decent enough lead. And I think the 140 odd lead was was too much then for the Aussies to sort of come back from. But you see, let's just say Ali had gone early, then we would have looked back at uh, Ian Bell's dismissal with with like a bit more critique, if you like, you know. Yeah, Mo and Allen should
2: sure. have, Mo and Ali should have gone about five times in one. Um, lying over They <laughs> <laughs> so just kept yeah. Yeah, <laughs> missing the edge of the bat.
4: Yeah, and I t- then I t- also the Joe t- Root dismissal as well when we weren't really that far ahead either as well. That that would have that would have come, come under the microscope more as well. That was a very loose shot from Root. I mean, it wasn't you know like getting caught at mid off or anything like that, but it was still a really loose shot.
3: O- only only Birstow and Stokes can be excused, um, and because because those deliveries that they had were phenomenal. Um, but, you, yeah, you, 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 fair point, I mean, um, you know, you can't just pick on Ian Bell on that one. As, as Dan Kay mentioned, you know, you can look at the the, the, five, the, the top five, if you like. Live, Cook, Bell, Root. Can't look at Cook. Yeah. Cook no, could not do anything. Cook, yeah.
4: that, that was a fair oh, yeah, thing. No, yeah. He middled it. He middled it. Yeah, yeah he did, yeah, to be <laughs> fair. that was a, He'll
3: never get out like that again. No. I no but I mean to, you know fair play to Ali it's a team game you know if someone fails someone else has got to step up Ali stepped up Broad stepped up yeah you know, and, and this is the, this show this gave us the opportunity to see the depth that England have got <laughs> Moeen Ali Moeen Ali can bat if he needed to up the order you know he's got that ability he's opened for England before he's yeah. number three batsman for Worcestershire and consistently scored runs he's scored some big runs for Worcestershire as well which is where England picked him up from as a batsman initially then they saw he could do a bit of bowling so originally when he was picked for England he was picked as a bat. Is is Moe now the answer to
2: Adam Live? No. No, no. no. No,
3: No, no. He's not an opener.
0: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
4: No, mm. keep
1: him, I, I keep him at eight. I quite like the fact that he's at eight.
4: He's barely in the side uh, for his. He's not in the side for his bowling anymore. He just uh, runs at eight. I think he's what he's in the side <laughs> for.
1: But...
3: but I mean, uh, if, he is useful, eight, clearly. Yeah. Now, if he's in the side for runs at eight, then you want to keep you. you you're basically saying Ali, we don't want to drop you because they
1: know, don't mean, want to drop
3: him. You're a, want... a handy if, he if you, want
2: want to, to you add together all the overs bowled by Mo and Ali and Joe Root, it's we've taken the spin, English spinners have taken more wickets than. Lion.
3: Yeah, but yeah. Ali's just not looked really threatening. I mean, that no, was, he took if, if little you little look at the economy time. rates
2: of the spells, he's got something like four of the top ten for, for bad economy
4: rates. Yeah, yeah, all, yeah. All he, he, he doesn't look like Swan used to do. Ooh. Yeah, not, at, no, all. not I, at all. I mean,
3: all spinners, they, they need time. I mean, Lion he was dreadful when he came on. I mean, he's not much better now, but he's got he's added that control. And Australians yeah. were, were very quick to drop him. They went with all these other spinners. Uh, you know, was it was O'Keefe and there was another chap, I can't remember. Nathan Horrocks. Uh, Do- Z- Xavier Doherty. And then they came back, Nathan Horrocks, yeah, and then they came back to Lyon, and he's added that consistency. And I think maybe that's what they're thinking let's persevere with Ali. And, you know, he's, he, he spinners need overs. Um, and perhaps, you know, the, the
4: theory is. But he's a batsman who bowls. Bowl yeah, he is, he is. He's a batsman who bowls is. at the end of the day, you uh, know, so he's not a spinner. Do we um, want to play Rashid then? Is that the idea? No, no, I wouldn't change it. No. no? You're going to put If you're going to prepare a seaman wicket for Trent Bridge, it's kind of irrelevant, really.
3: I'm looking ahead to, to the Oval, because that will turn. That yeah. one well, of it the, the one
4: Ashes are won by then. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what I was going to say was, partnership between Ali and Broad and, or on the second day, and then the um, one between Neville and Stark on the third day, put the failure of the Aussie top order into even starker context because um, just like these, as I said you, you see a pitch like that 100 times a season in England and after 35-40 overs the ball loses its shine loses its hardness and it becomes quite easy to play and it, you know nothing nothing really happens and you've got 40 overs then before the new ball where you can just score at 3 3.5 and, and over and you're not going to be in much peril and you can stay in quite easily And and I think we saw that with with Alley and Broad, and then we saw it with the next day. And the problem with the Aussies was that the top order couldn't get through the first thirty overs to to, to get into that. That because that, you, know, you got half the innings with an old ball, and the Aussies just didn't even get that far.
2: Uh, got to add Stokes into that. His bowling hasn't been very good. His, his average no. is about one hundred and fifty. So he was getting like some good. reverse though. He's got some lovely yeah. reverse, Dan. He bowled a nice, he a nice spell in, not conceding many runs. So did control an end, but still, is not been a slight then and. You know, we've kind of got two bowlers, and then the others are taking wickets, but
4: kind of off the back of the pressure created by those two. But if he can if he can keep doing that reverse swing like he was showing there, I mean, I, I thought he showed it more than any of our other bowlers. That's going to be a real good sign from going forward in tests, I think. Definitely.
1: So just to confirm then, guys, do you think the Ali inclusion in the team is just because England don't like to disrupt things too much, or is it just because of the conservative nature of English cricket and they thinking, well, if there's a bit of a collapse, then we've got Elliot number 8 to bolster it well, up.
4: We've got a weak top order still, uh, and we've got a lot of demons against the Aussie Quicks from Australia, the last Ashes, and we're still not scoring that heavily against them. So we need depth. I think it's the only way to compensate for getting a half-decent total on the board. And, and we've got five bowlers, so it's not like he was only one of four bowlers. If if Ali was one of four bowlers, major problem. But there's there's four seamers on as well, so you know, I th- can 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 I, you know, I, I can live with it.
1: I think I can live with it also. Um Samir, um, talking about the fallibility of the English top order, let, brings us quite nicely um, to Adam Live. They mean alternative. They should have never dropped Compton, in my opinion. But um, that's that's. Uh, I think that ship has sailed long ago. That wasn't a sorry. That really wasn't a
3: fair response to your your question. Um, I, I, Adam Lyth, he's been given the series last year. Robson was given the whole of the India series to try and have a go. Prior to that, Compton was given a chance. So Carbury, and Carbury, yeah, Car- Carbury was very unfortunate because he was obviously he went to tour in Australia and I think. He was a second-best batsman out of a terrible bunch. He
1: averaged bunch. about 30-odd, yeah. didn't he? Something yeah.
3: wasn't, wasn't right. Yeah, out of a terrible bunch. He didn't he didn't disgrace himself out there, um, not like some of the others, with everything else falling apart around him, with, with Trot incidents happening and KP Gate. There was a lot going on. Um, so, going back to live, I, my view is, you know um you, you just appear severe right now because no one's really knocking on that door um and you know one good innings could just turn it around for him you know it's not like um the rest of the orders is failing consistently that that we need that number one batsman to come in and, and change shake everything up for us um sometimes with a young player you've just got to guide him in um i think it'd be a shame um to to, to drop him I can see the arguments for it, but for consistency you'd keep him in. Um just like, you know, Robson was given that chance and as was Compton.
4: I think it's the but, manner of the dismissals, isn't it? It's oh. it's, it's, it's playing it ridiculously indisciplined shots for an opening batsman. Doesn't does he know I I got a concern. Does he does he know where his off stump is? Um, he's, which, you know, not, a little bit. Yeah, for, for an opening disorder. batsman, that that is criminal, really. You know, you know, the, against against international seam attacks, test attacks, um, because some of the shots he's going out to are just outrageous. And if they if that carries on, then I would drop him, to be honest. He, he won't have a, if it carries on. He's not going to
3: have a long term career. You know, uh, he's got seven thousand first class runs. He obviously knows where his where his off stump is. Um, he he something's going on. Whether it's the the weight of the is England it mental? Cap. Then do you think is it mental? Yeah, it could be the, the weight of the England Cup.
2: Um, he's had what is it for T- ten innings his ad in Test cricket and only passed fifty once and when he did that he got a hundred. So the rest of the time he hasn't even
3: made. So 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 we're saying he's got a good conversion rate. Ian Bell can learn oh, something. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> his conversion rate's brilliant, but his his conversion rate to 50 is abysmal.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, I take your point. I take. I mean, I, there's, there's 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 valid arguments of, of, either way. If, if only he scored uh, half his half his runs in one innings,
2: half his yeah. runs he scored in one innings. It's just I don't think he knows where his off stump is. Or is getting figured out and moved too much, where he's not used to boarding like this.
1: Well, did he miss it, Rhodes? Did he miss a trick in the second innings though? Like you know, there's absolutely no time pressure. It's there a fifty or a sixty not out. I mean, that would have done wonders, wouldn't it? Go into Trent Bridge, everybody's in a high but he's fails yet again. Yep. There's
4: no, no arguments with that. At least he didn't give it away in the second <laughs> the second. In, I mean, the second innings at Lords and the first innings at uh, uh, Birmingham were just, oh, they were just dreadful shots. But um, yeah, he, I don't. He, he just doesn't look. He doesn't have a look like he's got a consistent consistent area to score in. You know, like like we were saying before. Like, you know, everybody knows that you know, square the wicket on either side for Cook is where he scores his runs. And even if he's not doing well, he'll he'll still get. You know. Pull shot and a cut shot, but Lyth doesn't seem to have any scoring areas, and he seems to be really indisciplined outside the off stump and just waft at you know wide balls, which did is you not guys,
1: Did you guys ever hear about um, Adam Lyth holding a record in the amount he, he went? He used golf, I think, like he putted from two feet. And uh, no, is that is that a no? Then nobody's come across this. Because. I haven't. No. <laughs> what this Simon Simon um, the analyst Simon Hughes. Hughes. Yeah. So Simon Hughes was saying that Adam Lime, to control his, you know, how he has this tendency of wanting to feel bat on ball, but at test level, you can't do that kind of business. Um, what he did was that he he holds like some sort of record or he went so many thousand putts. So all he's doing is repeatedly uh, putting the ball from two feet, from two feet. And apparently a professional golfer can do that because he can, can, he can keep his concentration for a certain amount of time, for a certain amount of shots. Now, I do there's a non-professional golfer can can go, did that for longer than a professional golfer could because he kept doing it. And the, the whole point of the exercise was to maintain your concentration. So that's the whole thing, isn't it? You can keep leaving it. You know, people like Alistair Cook have powers of concentration. They can leave it all day. Um, and because he ten- has a tendency of nicking off, he was trying to practice to get that kind of skill. So I was hearing about all this from Simon Hughes before the whole thing started. I was really looking forward to it, and all I've, all I've seen him do is <laughs> the opposite. fish and fish and fish again. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he's just doing the putting stroke when he didn't need to.
3: I don't. Maybe maybe he should have just stuck to what he was good at, what he was what got him into the team in the first place.
1: I've, I've had that putting thing, you know, on my thing for ages, thinking the day he may, you know, when he comes back now, scores a century, and when he plays really leaves really well, <laughs> I'll, I'll be mentioning, yeah, this is the reason. And this is the, he,
4: this is the really weird thing because he he's grown up in Yorkshire. Playing in Yorkshire, and pretty much rule number one uh, is you make the ball a ball to you. You know you make him bowl where you want the ball to. If anything, anything you don't have to play, you leave. Especially with the new ball, you get to lunch, and then you see if it brightens up in the afternoon, and see if you know the pitch flattens out a bit. But you know, and then unless it's on the stumps, you know, and you play with a short backlift, you don't do anything extravagant, um, and you just play through the line of the ball. It, you know, and, and I'm not seeing any of that upbringing <laughs> in the in, Nimsies in, in, in playing in this in this series at all. So I, I don't know. Maybe 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 I'm what I'm referring to as a stereotype, which doesn't exist anymore. But I, I, I
1: doubt it. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Not with this not with this aggressive brand of cricket, Duncan. You know, he's got to go for the it. Ball, the know, ball, the ball, still seems about heading left like, all the time. Yeah. Well, Funny enough, heading is where is where he got his test entry. So it's a. Yeah. Maybe, I just feel maybe that's that was, was the flat comfort. wicket though.
4: That was a really it flat
1: was, wicket. It was as well. It was as well.
2: I didn't, I didn't mean the test pictures that the prepared there. That's totally different.
1: All right,
4: we'll, go, we'll go to Scarborough maybe or something. <laughs> Scarbados. <made us. laughs>
1: I wanted to quickly come on to um, Jimmy Anderson's injury as being the only sort of cloud, oh, dark cloud over the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> so any, any thoughts on who's going to come in and... Will it be that significant? Or do you reckon Broad and Coke can handle it? The the Aussies are on the knees anyway, no?
4: The Aussies aren't on the knees. They've got a weakbin lord, um, but they have a track record, especially Clark. Um, it'll be Wood. I'm absolutely ninety nine percent certain it'll be Wood. Um Um and I like Wood, actually. I like I like what I've seen of him so far. And I did I did look this up before we, we started the pod and his uh, he's, that's his best county ground for taking wickets, which is a good thing. So Trent Bridge. So I mean, um, it's, he, he's. I think he's an English bowler. He's used to bowling, you know, in English conditions. And um, I think he's only played two matches there, so small sample size and all that. But he has, he has got good good number of wickets at a low average there. So,
1: Samir, so, yeah, what, what are your thoughts on the whole uh, Anderson thing and any bowlers that might come in, or are you with are you with Dan Kennett on this?
3: Well, he um, they've called up uh, Footlight. Foot and plunk it, haven't they? Um into into the squad. Uh and one of those who will look, get a look in if, if Woods not a hundred percent fit, which seems unlikely, um, given that he was touch and go for Edge Bastard. Um so yeah, I think Wood will play. It's a shame that um a bit of Warwickshire bias come in, but Wokes obviously he back, having bowled so well uh, in the India series last year. And then succumb to injury that he's not 100% yet because he would definitely have enjoyed the um, the conditions at, at Trent Bridge as well.
1: Is uh, just, just come... not match fit? Is that the thinking there?
3: He's just coming back from injury. Yeah, he, he's a bad he's, one he's isn't very... it? Sorry, a bad injury, isn't it? Yeah, it was a bad injury. Yeah, he's only just come back in the last. So he he was out for the World Cup, um, and he's he's only just come back into into the Warwickshire side um, in the last two weeks. Um, he's bowled well. Um, but obviously, it's a different level um, of fitness. Uh, never mind the mental side at test level. So, it's a shame for him. Um, Plunkett, you know, if 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 we need some searing pace, then 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 Plunkett could could get in. Um, but Wood might fancy this um, this wicket again. Um, more is 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 not quite. There's not another Jimmy Anderson out there. But he's probably the closest thing we've got in terms of who can who can I, move I, I it that's around. that's quite
4: like Plunkett for the Oval, to be honest. If, if if the Oval is going to be like the Oval normally is, then I think Plunkett would be quite a interesting proposition on that pitch. Yeah, he, he doesn't would, really he move it, does he? He's very much back of a length yeah. and um, yeah. bounce and pace.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean I mean, they may decide at the Oval, and we're we're probably looking too far ahead now. But they may decide that they want to go two spinners there, and then then there'll be you know one of Stokes. Or 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 Ward, who would have to um would have to make way, um rather than plunk it coming in um instead of and I think I I sus I suspect that they'd go with two spinners if they were going to do that.
1: If the, if the ashes are one, I I reckon mm-hmm. you should just play three spinners or just take the mind. Three of it. spinners. Just 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 do whatever. No, if the ashes are one and you're going to no. football, you, no, you want to turn the, the screw. screw. I
3: mean, you want you want to turn the screw. Yeah. Um. I I Plunkett would would like it at the Oval Plunkett would like it pretty much anyway he, he's another one who like Finn you know he, he got he got he got dropped and he's now he, fortunately for him he's been in and out with injuries he's 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 been working for the last couple of years um he left he left Durham and moved to to Yorkshire um, he's been working with with Gillespie uh, quite closely and you can see that he's he's getting back up to well, he's actually he is a Probably at the fastest he's bowled. Um, I, I can't. I mean, I, I can't say um, I'm. Just, I, I, I want because I want. I want Wood to play, but I would like to see Plunkett have another chance in the English at some point.
4: Yeah, I think. Um, I think Plunkett dropped because he thought he was the enforcer of the team and he just bowled he was he was banging everything into his own half you know like three balls and over and he's in his half of the pitch and he just wasn't effective enough and he wasn't taking enough wickets and um he just smacked to being a bit brain dead to be honest um and you know the thing with Broad and anderson is they're both extremely intelligent bowlers um
3: yeah he's from, he's from durham though so you have to excuse him
4: <laughs> Punkett
2: Punk <hits> hardly <laughs> played for yorkshire in the counter championship either
4: no it's taken,
2: it take two, two, it's
1: taken on like two wickets for fifty. well. Wow. Well, let's let's go without a ninety-nine percent thing then. that Wood is in if he's fit. Um brings us on to our next topic though, which is the Brad Handing debacle. Um, Rhodes, I was going to ask you about this. So he was out of. He's, he's obviously the main man. He's the talisman. He's the heartbeat of the team. Uh, doesn't play at Lords because of family troubles. But then when all that's sorted, they they drop him for being out of form. And that seems to have created a bit of a division. What are your thoughts on all that? Uh, well, the only division I've heard is that it, it was
2: for family reasons he travelled back and then arrived back on the fifth day of the was it the second test, um, and then many expected him to come back in. But I, I, I think Neville deserves to keep his place now. The, apparently, there's been a bit of squabbling, a bit of uh, loose women analysis of this situation in, Aussie, in the Aussie television circles. So. One of the other 2 we'll have to talk about that because this is the first time heard.
1: And Dan, can it? Let's bring you straight in.
4: Well, I think he's become a bit of a bit of a soap opera, to be honest. I mean, not only have you got the ex-players criticising. What it is is, it looked like an old man behind the wicket. Um, he couldn't he couldn't make the ground for the catches, and he, you know he dropped um he dropped root as well, which was pivotal. Now, so you've got to you've got to say that on one hand he was clearly out of form and recall, but it's become a real. It's sort of pseudo political issue with with all kinds of people commenting on it back home, and it hasn't really gone down very well at all. Um, and I think um, Layman had to come out yesterday and and I'd try and nip it all in the bud. And I don't know how well he managed to do that, to be honest, and how if it's still flying around. But I think if they bring Haddon back in, personally, I'd be delighted if they brought Haddon back in. I think he's I think Neville is a far better player now in this current team than Hadin. Um, but um, it would be strange if they did. But, I mean, it, 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 it's one of those things that when you're losing an Ashes series, these things suddenly become big issues when really they shouldn't be. Because
1: I was going to ask you the same thing. It, it gets covered up when you're winning, doesn't it?
3: Yeah, that's that's the point I was going to make. If, if Australia had won the last test, this would, it wouldn't have made any headlines. Um, cold hard facts, and this is what Lehman said, had informers not been good enough. And that's very true. And, you know, the Australians um, are hard nosed cricketers. They know how to deal with it. They have blurred the lines by having a family-first policy, um, which doesn't sit right with all the players. Um, by having that policy, you've greyed the area now. Cause if someone's out of form and he's gone away, should he walk back into the team? As we can see, Neville's, you know, less, in the first test, had in. Drop the ashes, you could say, you know, dropping drop, drop Root um, uh, on, on, on zero.
2: That's the earliest so, point uh, of dropping the ashes I've heard, though, the first test. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> I can
2: understand Shane Warne against Peterson in the fifth yeah, I mean, test at the Oval, but
3: not the first uh, test. Strange, drop the ashes by turning up. No. <laughs> first I mean, first this morning
4: of the first test, done as well. It first was, session.
3: It, <laughs>
1: it was.
4: I mean, Root where on
3: and, and look at the confidence he's got from that. From, 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 I think. I mean, j- jokes aside, let, let's be fair, right? Haddin has been out of form. Uh, good player. It's very good mates with with Clark. If Clark was still a selector, who knows whether Haddin would have played or not? Um, but I think everybody um, neutral will, could would say that Neville deserved to keep his spot. Um, and Australia have just graded their, graded their own lines by by having this public family first policy, you know. People like Hayden, Hayden even, and and Ponting and Warren, you know, they're entitled to their opinions, but they played in an area where it wasn't really that family first policy, and it was hard nosed. You're playing doesn't matter what if you're having a kid or not. Now that David Warner had a kid, he missed the Zimbabwe series. Um, I think there was a Ryan Harris missed the series to, missed a series to to West Indies for family reasons. You know, there's no guarantee that you walk back into your side, um, and that's that's how sport should be played. And the Aussies know that more than better than anyone. Yeah, no, nobody's
4: and more ruthless than the Australians. The coach yeah. has got a. The coach has got a duty to pick the team, the best team, which is the most best chance of getting the best results. Right, like, there's four. There's four non-Aussie fans here. Right, would any of us rather see? Would Would any of us want to see Neville dropped and Haddon brought in?
2: Yeah, I yeah, do. I, I want yeah, Haddon come play. back in. I'd love. Her.
4: I to yeah. pay. And that's a fact.
2: And, uh, and, and if they can bring Watson back as well for Steve Smith, that would be ideal. <laughs> all, all,
4: all, all of us as non Aussies want Haddon back in the team. So that should tell them that, you know, it's just a timing issue. That's all it is. It's a circumstances thing and a timing issue. You know, if he hadn't started the series, none of this would have happened. But, yeah.
1: Agreed. And I think that brings us to a close. I want
4: to okay, I, I add one thing. I want to okay, say Edgeburston we should play every test of every series at edge <laughs>
2: absolutely we should
4: <laughs> this crowd oh wow this crowd is there it was a no no pun intended it was a fucking bear pit it was fantastic just just the constant barracking they were on the aussies from ball one the the, the 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 sarcastic cheers the name calling the intimidation it was absolutely awesome and everybody who went to that ground all the English fans away.
2: You wonder why it, we so. lose at Lords all the time. Yeah. Because there's polite you know applause. Edgbaston is the, what cricket should be. And there's people saying that it. it's one of the loudest grounds they've ever heard other than the MCG and the yes. Mumbai. So you, this is a ridiculous, the amount of people that are creating that amount of noise and the fact that there've not been many tests there recently is a joke. Absolute disgrace.
3: Well, just to well, bring the same thing in... it was. It was touching and go whether they were going to have a test here. Um, they only got it back because uh, they cancelled the um, Champions Trophy. So that's why they they, they cancelled the Champions Trophy only to bring it back in. But because they'd cancelled it, they said, oh, no, Warwickshire, you can have a test match now. Um, because otherwise, Warwickshire weren't ha- weren't going to have this test match. Um, but just a quick one more point on that note. Although... the won't play every test day. They should certainly play the first test of every series at Edge Basin because when you go one nil up at home in that crowd, the yeah. rest of the series, you, you know, you probably pump up all the other crowds thinking, hang on, we've got a match Edge Bass. So I just
4: wanted yeah. to. Just What's wanted, Trent, Trent Bridge? What just do, do, do you know where? The, where the Steve Waugh used to talk about mental disintegration, which was a very polite, polite term for for sledging, right? Yeah. And the crowd remorselessly sledged the Aussies, particularly Mitchell Johnson, right? And yeah. I know, right? So. It was, you know, even when he was bowling well, the, the, the Johnson song was still getting an airing. And then on the last day, when we were doing the run chase, it just ratcheted up a notch again. And he, he actually bowled quite a good spell, but there was the constant taunting. It was, and then he made him there was a misfield right near the end of the run chase. He did yeah, it, it was. And and, he, and then he did, did he do four overthrows afterwards. And then the chants came kind of after Mitchell, Mitchell, and 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 then in his last over, there was two things. First of all, he did this really wild full toss. Um, and then there was then the last ball of the, it was last over. So he did an aborted run up, and then the last ball of the match, he bowled it from behind the umpire from like twenty two yards. Do you remember this? Yeah,
3: yeah and, he was and, playing and up to the crowd, was not he? Because he knew. Do you it was think that's
4: what was, yeah. or do you think the crowd? I think, it was,
3: I, I think I think it was playing to the crowd. So, certainly, they're bowling it because he ran through because they was getting the whole crowd do, were were singing the older uh, swings to the left, yeah, yeah, yeah. bowls to the left, and he yeah. thought, all right. Let me play. He, I mean. It was at that point.
4: I mean, it I was don't over. Like, I think he's always been a bit of a sensitive soul, Johnson. I think yeah, he is I see, quite. I, I think see. he does take it personally. And he, he does, and I think somebody like that can be can the the, the can have an impact on, and that's what you want. He's one of their best players. We want to put him. You know, we, we want to give him all the dog's abuse he can get because we get it when we go over there.
1: Well, certainly,
2: Shane Warner would have been trying to get a wicket there, or Glenn McGrath would have been bouncing him. You know, he wouldn't have been. Be intimidated and then try and mess around, balling it from 24 yards and yeah. stopping it through his run up. That's yeah, He's just reacting to him, and then that means they've
4: won. Yeah, I think they, he just showed that the crowd had got to him, definitely. Yeah, they,
3: they had got to him.
4: Mean, Trent well, Bridge I, to carry it on, the boys at Trent Bridge to go down and just carry on the
1: well, barrel. Just, just to go on further from the whole thing, is that the, the Australians deliberately play every ga- game at the Gabba. Now, the Aussies haven't lost at the Gabba. Someone was saying since 1988, they haven't lost a test. That's right. The That's Gabba. The, yeah, exactly. So, but yeah. the, the beauty here is that if they win the first test at the Gabba, which they always do, then it, it just looks so bleak, doesn't it? And then that pumps up everybody. And and I, I think it'd be fantastic if everything, if that was, if that was the reception that every single away team got with every single test series in England. Can you imagine what? what the English would do but
4: point of it, order point of order Cook and Trot 552 for 1 at the Gabba in the 2010 tour <laughs> second innings we got a draw three. <laughs> they haven't
1: lost they haven't lost no, I think that was their one that was the, the stat that we were trying yeah, to say yeah. they haven't That's lost it? Isn't it?
4: Mm. Yeah. that was amazing both got double hundreds I think didn't they <laughs> Oh the good old days yeah the good old the glory days <laughs>
1: Yeah, but it would have been a nice. That might,
2: that might be the only victory I ever 40. see
1: in Australia
3: again. Okay. <laughs> uh, str- str- if you're you getting double centuries, you can have a strike rate of forty, as far as I'm concerned, because okay. you compensate for everyone else getting in and out.
1: I would have been quite yeah, happy for a few months. batsmen to get a strike rate of forty in this game, because i I feel as though <laughs> chaps with tickets at the Saturday and Sunday never got anything. Yeah, I'm so good. Samir so had tickets for so day four.
3: December the 6th, I got an email telling me that I'm going... I I politely asked my missus for a pass, and I got a pass out for the whole day. And, you know, I've been looking really forward, so forward to this test match. The way that day one went, the writing was on the wall. um, And it just, you know, as much as I wanted England to win, I did have my head in my hands thinking, oh, just waste of ticket. But... Never mind.
2: Oh, I, can't, I can't explain how devastating it was for you when I read that message. I was willing it to go to
3: day four somehow. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you know, the, uh, to be fair, the guys on day three—they got a bit. They got a good good day. Not only did they get, you know, uh, two sessions of cricket, but they got all that that real atmosphere that um, that, that Dan Kay was mentioning earlier. That's why um, they had
4: to do it because the, it was unexpected. So they had to give Mitchell Mitchell all his extra abuse there and say, <laughs> give giving it ten times because <laughs> it was only half day's play. <laughs> yeah.
3: good old Birmingham yeah Mitchell Mitchell
1: (laughs) 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 guys I think I think with that I think it brings us to a close many thanks again to Dan Rhodes me of course Dan Kennett will the Ashes be recaptured at Trent Bridge or will it go down to the wire at the Oval all predictions are definitely off though thank you for listening